0: Hey everyone, it's LaShonda from Labors of Love and you are listening to the Labors of Love podcast. I am very excited to have a special guest with me today. She is the principal designer and artist at 1215 Design Studio here in the Cincinnati area, Stephanie Beverly. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, LaShonda. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Well, we got a lot of talk, a lot to talk about, so I am excited to jump in and we're going to start like I do with all of my guests and we're, I'm going to ask you to share. What is your labor of love? Oh man,
1: (laughs) my labor of love. I feel like it's just my complete existence, to be honest with you. Um, A lot of people say, well, and I know I identify as an empath, but, um, from my, uh, background um, in psychology and in design and art, um, I think it really, I think it's my full being, to be honest with you, if I had to describe my labor of love. But if we wanted to pivot it to relate to my business, um, definitely the aesthetics of interiors and art.
0: Okay. And so I really like how you frame that. And I want to talk a little bit about, or start the conversation by talking a little bit about this combination of psychology and design and art. For me, Mm -hmm. my two concentrations in undergrad were psychology and theater. Mm -hmm. I see on a regular basis, even down to this podcast, how those two things um, come together very nicely in regards to how I deliver my services. There is a theatrical component Mm -hmm. to so much of what I do that sometimes lends itself to, entertainment, but mm-hmm. mostly lends myself lends itself to taking this understanding of the human existence mm-hmm. and being able to deliver information whether in the therapy room or in a training or whatever that is in a way that I know can appeal to people's many senses. But I don't know that I have ever specifically talked with someone, Who has uh, been able to talk about this merging of psychology, the understanding of the human existence, with design and art and creation? So, what's that like?
1: As soon as you said that, and I was literally having this conversation the other day about um, just basic human needs, right? And I tell people, I'm like, interior design is a luxury, (laughs) you know, but you think about the basic needs food, clothing, shelter um that ties back to who Maslow correct Mm -hmm. right so um, when I think about my background in psychology specifically well well, let's just say I was dissuaded from art um at a young age in terms of pursuing it as a career it was nice to do on the side and all of that um but as it relates to um interiors and artwork it's a people-focused and centered business sure it's about aesthetics and things we get to that point but it's the people side of things, which um, I really try to to hone in on from the very beginning um, of my design process. Um, So in terms of psychology, we're understanding people um, and not just who they are as individuals, but how they work and how they function, um, how their family operates. And then we kind of segue into like how they utilize their space, things of that nature. Um, And I've learned so, 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 so much. just from the different clients that I've had. So the people aspects of things. Um, And then like my tagline is, um, we celebrate the art of living, creating and defining. And I feel like that just speaks to both sides of the psychology and the um, art or the aesthetic or creative side of my business and of life period.
0: Okay. So I'm hearing like bringing in basic human needs, um, Mm -hmm. how a person lives their life, how they function and incorporating Mm -hmm. that into the design process, into art and creation. So we're going to hold that piece Mm -hmm. and come back to that. But from a very basic standpoint, can you talk to us about what interior design is? I know that there was a point in time um, when I was like, all I know about interior design is what I see on HGTV, but I know enough (laughs) about life to know that it ain't like what you see on HGTV. So so what is interior design? Because people might have a whole, you know, their minds go where their minds go. But when you Mm -hmm. talk about it, what's a good definition or perspective that you look at that process?
1: Mm -hmm. So one of the misconceptions or a lot of confusion that people have is between like interior decorating and interior styling and interior design. Those are very different. things, if you will. Um, Interior design specifically, um, or to call yourself an interior designer, if you will, um, you have to have certain training, um, either have passed the exam or have a master's degree, depending on where you're located. Um, But interior design specifically, you have to know a lot about building codes, um, about color theory, about how to relate with your client. there's more in-depth um, knowledge than just um, you know picking pretty things that look good and work good together, right? So tie all of that into then saying, okay, I've got these beings or this being <laughs> that I have to work with their interior spaces. Um, it's um, I think I want to say this a little bit differently actually, but. Um, Interior design specifically, um, not only impacts or focuses on the interior spaces and how they operate and how they work and function for someone, but it also um, focuses on the uh, the aesthetics as well, right? And then the overall functionality because it can look good, but not function correctly, right? Like a mudroom closet for example right yeah it's a space but um if it doesn't function correctly we can fix it but we're also given parameters um to understand that you know we've got x amount of space this is how much clearance we need this is how high a doorknob or like shelving should be things of that nature so understanding those um things beyond just the aesthetic um really kind of just not going and get into too much detail, kind of sets apart a designer from a, um, a decorator or a styler, mm-hmm.
0: stylist. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I will be honest to say, you know, I don't think I knew there was a difference
1: between mm-hmm. those
0: two things before getting started. What it reminds me of is a couple of things. One, as you were talking, I, I went, you know what, in some ways I'm an interior designer. Of it's course. just for people like their interior, not their spaces. And I was like, hmm, I'm I'm listening to you. And I think I do some interior design within people's Mm -hmm. bodies and their Mm -hmm. minds. And so that was really cool. And as well as I think every field has this, this, I don't even want to call it an issue. I'm gonna just call it this, Mm -hmm. where someone, someone's grow up and they've been told things and they probably are true in, in the, in your field, it might be, you are a good decorator, or you really know how to pick stuff out. Um, in my field, it's you give really good advice Mm -hmm. or, you know, and it's so interesting that in, in my experience, when people think of therapy, that's the first place they go. When therapists, our job is not to give advice. People don't necessarily pick the good listener in their friend group and go, you should be a therapist. They always right. go to the person who's always trying to tell somebody what to do. <laughs> it's like, Hey, that's not actually how this works. Right. Yes. And so I think about that. And, and what I also hear is you're not that you're making a distinction, but you're also not speaking down on the deteri- interior decorators. Oh, you're just, yes. you're just highlighting that there are different. There's a difference in what they do and in the mm-hmm. necessary requirements and skills that they have. And so I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And so I think one way to really get about um, helping people understand interior design and what you do is to maybe talk about a a recent project that you Mm -hmm. had. By (laughs) chance, have you worked with any families of five where you completely designed their entire home from like the top all the way to the bottom? Would you by (laughs) chance have done anything like that lately? You are an interior designer, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs)
1: I have. I just completed. What was that last Sunday? Well, not this past Sunday. The Sunday before. Your whole entire home, which yes. was, by the way, a new build, right? <laughs> yes, y'all.
0: So, yeah. you know, I I would have had Stephanie as a guest anyway, because I I would part of Labors of Love, the podcast, is about talking to people about their labors of love, but really highlighting people in their businesses so that other people can know they're there, the hidden gems, you know, in our, in our communities. Um, But Stephanie is now not just a guest because she's an interior designer, but Stephanie has become like family. So (laughs) I'm pretty sure before um, we took our break, I had shared that we were building a home and I learned so much about life and gleaned so much wisdom from the home building process. And one of the things that became clear to clear to me than ever before in my life, as we were transitioning to move into our home is that I am a person that pays for convenience. <clears throat> there are many things I have a very high capacity to learn. I know that about myself. I'm hard pressed to think of anything that I can't do. If I get the right Education and information and blah, blah, blah. And I also realized there's a bunch of stuff I don't want to do. So, as we were building this home, which is a large home, we're talking around 3,600 square feet. That's a lot of house. And before building a house, I I didn't know what square feet were. So, you could throw any number out there and I'd be like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But now I know what those numbers mean a lot. It's a lot of house. And we were tripling our living space from where we were living before which meant that even if we took everything with us, which we didn't, there would still be a lot of unused space that we needed to function and we wanted to look nice. So we decided, Jay and I decided pretty early in the building process that that wasn't something we felt we were equipped to do, that we didn't want to learn how to do. And we realized that there were like people who actually do this for a living that they have the expertise, the information. And so we decided to work with an interior designer. So, really, how it started for us is we put out a call on Facebook and we we're like, hey, y'all, does anyone know any Black interior designers in the Cincinnati area? And that brought us uh, several referrals. And so we decided to go through the process of interviewing the interior designers. So, that's my first point. I think that as, I don't know if I want to say as a culture or whatever, but I think people are way too hesitant to interview professionals. I recommend the reason I do consultation calls as a therapist is not necessarily to vet the clients that are coming to me while that might be part of the process. I need them to vet me. I need them to know how I work, my philosophy, my model, get to know me a little bit because it's imperative that I'm a good fit for them, not necessarily that they're a good fit for me. And so I took that into it and we interviewed about six different interior designers and we were listening for a number of things, not just that a person knew what they were doing. I think that's a given. You want someone who has competence and expertise in their field, but we were just kind of, we were going with the gut. Who do we feel connected to? And I, all the way from like their word choice to the energy they brought to the phone call or video call to all of this stuff. And Stephanie was at the top of our list. And so, um, that I think let's talk about this from both sides of the table. So that's how it started Mm -hmm. for me as a consumer, as someone who's looking for someone for design, what's that beginning process like for you, Stephanie?
1: It's almost about the same. And I look at this process as um, dating, or, you know, entering into a relationship, or I'd say more so dating, because not all the dates into uh, end up into a, a full-fledged relationship. But you want to be sure that you're working with someone or someone's who um, gel well with you, because as you have seen, it's a long process, right? And I'm all up in your space. I'm all up in your business (laughs) Uh, more than you probably would have even thought, right? So from the very beginning, um, I just want to be sure that we're a good fit on both sides. If we like one another, if we think one another's, you know, competent to understand the process, um, and you're not necessarily going to get that with every client. And you may have to tweak a little bit to say, okay, our personalities match well, but I know that maybe this person needs a little bit more handholding in these areas or these, but all of that is fleshed out in the very beginning. Um, and then also to kind of hold space for, um, potential clients, um, because this is such a personal process. <laughs> There's a lot of times they think they know what they want and want to do. Um, but when somebody comes in and either questions that or um, or challenges it or pushes them just a little bit, you know, you start to see a little side of them that you may not have seen in the very beginning. Everybody's cordial and nice and polite and things, right? Um, so I think that that beginning phase, I call it my discovery call or my discovery process of... Just having a minute to chat with the potential client. And I think when we did that, I think we did a phone call in person, if I remember. Oh, we did a phone call and then we met in person. And for me, when I noticed that it grows like my comfort level and my, um, my interaction and feeling like more like myself, because I'm bringing myself, <laughs> I ain't got time to be anybody else. So you're going to get me. Um, as that continues to grow and expand in that relationship, I find that, okay, this is a good fit. Um, and I want to work with these these person with these, with this person or these people, and here's the reason why. It's just not like, oh, it feels good, but here's why, and sometimes it is because it feels good, and that's just simply it, but I will say, LaShonda, before every discovery call, before any consultation, I always pray. I pray for my client, my potential client. I pray um, that their needs get met, whether that's from me or from a different designer. Um, I pray that, you know, if, this is somebody that I should be working with or shouldn't be, you know, so I cover my, my, my space and my clients or potential clients in terms of that too, because uh,
0: that's really what gets me through
1: (laughs) my design projects too. So yeah,
0: well, no, I can't leave that that. out. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, again, those reasons why when we were going through our interviews, I was very aware that just like, again, consultations and being interviewed as a therapist. It's not about who you are. It's not about um giving a judgment about the kind of person you are or even the kind of professional you are, but mm-hmm. is this going to be a good fit? Mm-hmm. And so I was aware as I was interviewing, we were interviewing these various interior designers that it really so much of it wasn't about like, would they do a good job? It became so much more than that. And let me tell you, in the beginning, we were back in March. We had no idea the depth (laughs) and time this project (laughs) would take, none whatsoever. But when we were talking with some people, some people, I got the impression from them that they would probably churn out a very nice looking space, but they didn't feel very connected. Um, There wasn't a lot of warmth. Or it was very transactional, like, well, this is what I do, and this is how much it costs, and da 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 da, and what are you looking for? And that felt real transactional. And I truly believe that the way a person presents themselves—I mean, yes, it's a snapshot, but they're they're giving you what it is. So Mm -hmm. if this if this thirty-minute phone call was all transactions, then that's probably how you engage with your clients. I know what I'm doing. Let me do my thing. Some Mm -hmm. people. Um, my interpretation was they didn't feel as confident because everything was kind of more like a, so what are you and what are you and what are you? And I'm like, girl, if I knew, (laughs) I probably wouldn't be trying to do. So I was just kind of, we were looking for someone who we felt was confident in their work, but was very relational. And Stephanie, you brought the dating analogy to that consultation call, which we had already been talking about, like this is mm-hmm. like dating, and so when you said that, we were like, "Oh, okay, all yeah. right. so we're already <laughs> thinking the same." So yeah. once we decided to go with Stephanie, um, we were given this very in-depth questionnaire. And those of you who followed the podcast in your memory, you have to go all the way back, many, 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 many episodes ago, when I was on the podcast with my stylist. And I said, Brittany started asking me questions in my new client consultation that I feel like some doctors don't ask. She was asking about how I move my body and my water intake and diet and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is a hairstylist, but that's why we always say hashtag more than a stylist. Like she comes from a holistic perspective. So you, I, I don't know. I thought I would be getting a questionnaire that asked me about colors and you know, maybe some textures and, but what I really appreciated about this questionnaire was it, it did, it wanted to know not just who we were as individual members of the family, but who, what was our collective family culture? What did, how did we move? How do we, how was our family structure organized? It was like all of these things that for me at the time was separate from girl, you, you just put in my house together, but (laughs) it was so interesting to go through and be like this. I, but I appreciated it because while I say like, I didn't know a lot about it. What I do know is how interconnected our minds and our bodies and our spaces are. So I know that because of the work that I do, but it felt so good to be completing this Questionnaire, knowing that someone else understood that too. And I'm also extremely thorough. So it was a thorough questionnaire, but I was also extremely thorough in my answering because my thought was if you're not going to come and see us function. On a regular basis, I want to give you as much information as I can so that you know how we function. So, that was what my experience was like on the completing the questionnaire side. What's that experience like for you on your end, Stephanie?
1: Well, it's so funny that you say that because I think about the mission of 1215 Design Studio, like the mission of my business. And I can transform spaces all day, it's transforming lives, right? Just, just to be allowed into, and I tell my clients this all the time, thank you for trusting me with your space and your family. Just to be allowed into someone's space, even from the consultation, means the world to me, right? But I'm transforming the way people live by transforming the way that they, I'm transforming their lives, I'm sorry, by transforming the way that they live and doing this uh, by designing spaces that improve functionality that inspire and enhance the things that surround them every day so kind of going in knowing that okay i have to take this into consideration um you know some of my clients may already like generally like the way they live but knowing that i can enhance that you know that, that um i can enhance that period right? I can, I can, I can design an enhance spaces um, where they'll love the way that they live. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and LaShonda, you might have to repeat your question one more time.
0: <laughs> no, and <laughs> that's repeat. okay. Just yeah. what's that, that, that initial questionnaire that the beginning part of this process before you like, yeah. officially met what's, what's that going on? So you kind of answered it.
1: I did. Yeah. And that questionnaire, um, it's, it's something that I tell you, I've I've crafted and I don't even wanna say perfected cause it's not over time. There are times when I thought that certain things did matter. Like what's your favorite color? Oh, la, you know, like, what do you like? And those things do matter, but I need to get to the crux and the heart of who's gonna be all up in this space, right? The ages of people, how they're transforming. Do they have pets? You know, are they working from home? Do they have a podcast studio in their house? You know, all of these things that matter. And I remember I've had a couple clients who would question like, why do you need to know this? Like, why do you need to know where I like to sleep? I like to sleep in my bed. It's like, well, you don't. You sleep on your couch every day, you know. So things like that really matter. And part of that questionnaire, and when you answer it and answering it as thorough as you did, it really allows me to get more than a glimpse into your life, right? It gives, it tells a story that I'm able to piece together and um, allow to inform. Um, Many design decisions that I make in, in the different spaces.
0: Absolutely. And so I appreciated the thoroughness of the questionnaire.
1: Now, from oh, the no. Question- no, no, I appreciate it. You're thorough. <laughs>
0: That mutual appreciation, (laughs) y'all,
1: for sure. Um, Because I ain't
0: gonna lie, I I can be extremely thorough. It was Um, so good, and and so from there we went into now this like official consultation where she Mm -hmm. is going to come and look at the space. Now, what I can say, Mm -hmm. and I I I might say this multiple times throughout the podcast, but it's it deserves to be said multiple times. I recognize how extremely blessed we are. Because the reality is we built a new home and then we we were blessed and fortunate enough to be able to do that whole house at one time. I have learned through talking to other people, talking with Stephanie and stuff, that, that that's not necessarily how it usually goes. People are often taking space by space or room by room. And so- Wanting to say this is our experience, but how we're talking about how this could go, wh- whatever spaces you're using. But she came to then walk through the space. Now, the interesting thing about this process the way we did it is, and Stephanie will be able to talk more to this, but ideally, if we were if we were redesigning a space we already lived in, we would be able to tell her how we currently use the space and how. This isn't working for us. So we want this to be different. This is what we love. So we want this enhanced. Well, for us, when we did the first walkthrough of our space, we, we, it wasn't even fully built yet. So we're walking through a construction zone. It, most of the parts were there, rooms were framed out. We had walls, but we were still, uh, over a month and a half out from even closing on the house. And so as we were walking through the space, while she was able to get like a sense of the space, we couldn't tell her anything about how anything functioned because we had never functioned there. And I will say that that's a bit of a challenge because I can't tell you what's not working because, or what is working because we don't live here, but but it was helpful. And, And what I will say too, this happens with my hairstylist, my nail tech, my interior designer. I love my photographer. I love to watch people in their element. They go into this like glossed over state where you can tell things are happening in their brain. You can't see it. You can't hear it. But I love it because I know the result of whatever's happening in that brain is gonna gonna be something great for me. So I kind of begin to watch this process with Stephanie she's like walking through this house and it's not that she's just looking in a room. She clearly sees something in this room that I don't see because there is nothing in this room. I don't even know if it was painted yet, but she, she just gets this look and it's like, you see her seeing stuff just like, okay, well, I'm gonna let her take her moment there. But that was our next step. So that's what it was like on our end. I'm not good with blank canvases. Even as a person who is leaning into my art, a blank canvas can feel kind of intimidating to me because there's nothing there. Give me even a little bit of something and I'm like, oh, okay, I can work with that. What is it like, Stephanie, to be presented with a completely blank canvas for you?
1: Oh, that's a great question, Shonda. Um, so it's, it's like both. It's like, yay and ooh, right? So in your case, it was a new build. So there's a lot of times I worked with a couple new builds before, not as big as yours, but I remember in my mind thinking, man, I wish I would have come in here, you know, at the beginning phases so that we could have picked a different color or we could have picked a a durable paint or we could, you know, so on one end, it's like, oh man, you know, and then on the other end, it's like, oh, but this is great. <laughs> you know, I've got this. And it's not just seeing things for, you know, a blank slate for me to do whatever, but like we had just talked about the questionnaire. Okay, they wanted bright colors here. I walk in, what does their light look like? Where does the light come into the house? You know, where does the sunset, where's the <laughs> east face what things of that nature matter. Um, and as much as it's fun to deal with blank spaces and blank slates you also have it's it's an area where you also have to push your clients too because they're used to only seeing a blank slate or they're used to what they used to live in right um so sometimes that challenge can be there in terms of they don't have the vision which is fine it's like that's what i'm that's what i'm here for so blank slates a lot of times it's they're great to work with um but sometimes they can be a challenge because um, you know, pushing a client to say, I know you see gray walls right now, but this can be different. Or I know you have, you know, your traditional blinds on your windows right now, but we can do something different. Um, and that's where that, of course, that dating to say, okay, are you gonna, you know, give me some room to kind of help you out here or not, you know, um, so having a blank slate, most interior designers just say, "Yay, you know, it's great. And I, and I do, I think I have that sentiment. But at the same time, there is that challenge there because you are literally starting with, um, I don't want to say nothing. I mean, like you said, you had your framing and your walls and your colors and things your flooring picked out. So there's a lot of stuff actually, Shonda, that you already had picked out. And then there are certain things, especially like lighting. I was like, man, I wish that, <laughs> you know, builder grade is builder grade. But um, those are things that I knew I was going to tackle uh, throughout the project. But one thing I will say is go with a designer who can walk into a blank space and be able to, <laughs> Identify your wall color
0: immediately. I think I did that. (laughs) She walked in and she's like, "Okay, so they were painted," and she's like, "Yes, so this is Dorian Gray, right?" I'm like, "Girl, what? (laughs) First of all, like there were like all these, and they all looked gray. How you know this was Dorian, right?" So I will say, get you a designer who can look at that. Now, what I this is this is so good because as you were talking, there were many times when I thought, "Man." It would have been nice if Stephanie was with us from the beginning. The very like the the picking the stuff. Interestingly, for me, because I didn't know the difference between an interior designer and an interior decorator, I'm thinking they don't need to be involved this early, you know. Um, you know, just the interior stuff. But there are times when I'm like, oh, we could have saved money right there because we bought that and then we end up changing that out. But even things that I didn't think of before for example, I, I wanted to be on a cul-de-sac, right? Which meant the options of where my home is right now is like, I get it. But I, I sometimes think, man, I wish I had have picked a lot where the, I could see the sun set from my window seat instead of the sunrise, that's just something now that and and let me tell you when we are picking a lot I wasn't thinking about that I wasn't thinking about a lot of things that I now was like oh maybe we would do this differently and so the idea of getting in relationship with an interior designer if you're building or or renovating like pre-construction is huge now how does this differ for you stephanie when you go into a home that's already established and there is a family or a person who's saying i want to revamp this space that i'm already in what's that experience like for you well i'll tell you what most times i'm greeted with sorry for the mess
1: and it's like oh no i need to see the mess <laughs> but thank you <laughs> um so I think I have more of a lens in terms of okay this is what they're they currently have going on based on that question that they filled out that I would have already received by that time I kind of know where their pain points are um the things that they love in their space maybe it's a you know, big sectional or something um I think I get a little bit more of a peek inside of Uh, What truly works for them and what doesn't, how they operate, how they store things, how they don't store things, um, how they clean, how they function. Um, So I think that kind of, and, and just within a two hour window of a consultation, right? Um, Just kind of going in and being able to, and I'm that type of person where like things are firing off and sometimes they're not necessarily design related. I'm like, okay, I know that their kids run up to the door first before their parents do. So I have to think this is a high traffic area, you know, things of that nature that like come, come to me that may not have even been included in a questionnaire or may not have even come up before. So um yeah I think I really get more of a peek into um the function of the, the folks and the space um, how it works and doesn't work for them
0: and you know I think that's such a good point sorry for the mess you say like mm-hmm. I need to see the mess I I think mm-hmm. that's one thing like my upbringing would be one that has you cleaning up before the cleaning person comes uh-huh. Um, you know, yep. like oh, we got when when sometimes yep. it's like no, they need to see it how it is so they know how you function so they exactly. can set you up in a space that makes sense for oh, I notice every time I come over, there is a pile of clothes that's right here all the time. Well, that's good data for a person mm-hmm. to go. I know that I need so my son got this lovely big hamper, fits the aesthetic of his room that says, Wash me, please. And since we've been here. He has not used his floor, like the top shelf of his closet, um, you know, things have gone in there, but it's like also strategically placed in a place since he's not quite making it to the closet. Like there it is. It just functions. And in a very, it's a very functional way to look at that. And I can imagine Mm -hmm. that when I'm talking to a person from a therapy standpoint, people bring their presenting issue. I hear you but I'm listening and looking for a whole bunch of other stuff. Cause that's usually just a symptom of some other stuff. So when I start asking questions and they're like, sometimes in that, how is this even related? Oh, I'm like, Oh, trust me it's related. You know, then we go down that yeah. path and they're like, wow, I didn't even realize that that was connected to that. And I'm like, yeah, because our focus has been here. So I definitely see overlap in these mm-hmm. things. So after the walkthrough One of my, I think, well, there are many favorite parts, but the really cool part was the next stage is when we got the concepts, right? Now, keep in mind, there was not a single, there was one room in our house (laughs) that she didn't touch. And it's not even that she didn't touch it. She did do something in there. We did not have much done to our guest room, but there were also areas that she had to completely design. So for example, on the floor plan of our home, it called it a mud room, Y'all, it wasn't no dang on room. It was a hallway, <laughs> with a closet, okay? Not yeah. functional for my family because what happens is people walk in, me included, and we just kick our shoes off in the closet. So there's just a big pile of shoes. And then, you know, it's like where, you know, and then you got to dig through the pile to get your shoes. So we knew we wanted a mud area, a shelved hooks, organized area. We also, I also knew that I wanted an art space. In my home that wasn't already one of the designated rooms and so we got a concept design concepts a couple of concepts for every area that she would be touching and this part was kind of fun because we got to look at it and then you know common areas we would jay and i would talk about it then we would bring in the kids like which one of these do you like and what i really appreciated it felt it felt very choose your own adventure (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then it also was like I like this but I wish the this thing from this design was in here and it's like oh well that can happen so it felt really good to look at these things and be like I like this and this this and this and know that those concepts would come together to form Mm -hmm. you know this area in this space I don't know if I've shared this before but My imagination is really lacking in a lot of ways. The example I use is if I go somewhere and I try on a dress and I'm looking at myself in that dress and it's purple and there is one identical to it in blue, I still have to try the blue one on because I cannot imagine myself in the blue one, even though it's the same dress, it's just a different color. My brain does not do that. So it is very challenging for me to look at kind of the mood storyboard-ish, concept and go like I like it but I still don't see how this is gonna be <laughs> in this room mm-hmm. but it was nice to have that so what's the creation of that concept of those concepts what's that like on your end it's funny a lot of my clients ask me like
1: oh or they'll, they'll, they'll have a love a relationship for the concepts and I wrote a whole blog post about how I approach my concepts um but again, understanding who your clients are and what the project parameters are. For me, it helps determine my approach to a concept. There are times when I um, create design concepts that have no furniture pieces in it whatsoever. It's more of a feel, like how do I want to feel in this space? Maybe that's light and airy. Maybe it's dark and moody. Maybe it's, you know, I I like a lot of texture. So I'm going to present those um, with some images that kind of reflect that. But based on what I knew about you and a little bit about your family, I was like, okay, I think they need a little bit of both, right? And depending on the different spaces, because there was a bunch of different spaces, right? Um, I need to let the design concepts kind of speak for themselves on their own so if they were to look at them by themselves they can say okay yep I have an idea of what this room might look like but then also leave space for some breathing room and some other things to happen so once you get to the concept phase I've already taken it hands all the way out here like big decisions to make and I've drilled it down you know so any of the options that I'm presenting to you I know will look great right and like you said oh maybe I like this um light fixture from this concept you know and this one it works you know because I've already done that homework I've already thought about it things of that nature so the concept for me that's the I enjoy the concept phase because it really allows me to still not focus so much on the space and the parameters of okay I've got an 11 foot long wall that's blank that has no windows on it versus okay, I can, sure, I can do some artwork in there, but maybe a bench needs to go right there. I don't have to think about that right then. I can just dream about what I want this space to feel like, what I think my client will want it to feel like, you know, do they have a good experience with their bedroom? Do they want, you know, I don't know, more natural light to come in there and it doesn't, how do we mimic, mimic that? Um, so the concept phase for me is, 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 it really allows me to, I think people think about the end, but the concept allows me to set the pace and the tone for what the end result will be because I feel like a lot of people and I have clients that are just like Stephanie I just don't see it but I trust you if somebody tells me that I'm good right they can say Steph I, I see this on paper or I see this on the screen but I can't tra- I can't transpose this or like see it in this space That's when I'm like, I understand, you know, just, just trust me. This is why you hired me. So that's my approach to the concept really. Um, Again, like I said, a blog post I've got that really kind of drills down into like the type of concepts and things. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, that was me all the day. Yep. Trust you. Don't see it. But (laughs) again, as I'm listening to this, I'm like, oh, so that's the treatment plan. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, okay, here's, here's where we're trying to get. Right here. Here are these outcomes and these goals that you have therapeutically. Here's how you want your life to be different. Um, Here's how you want to enhance these things that are already there. And I don't have to go session by session. This is what we're going to do next session. And this is the next note. But now that we know where we're going and I know the general, you know, are we going to do some EMDR? You know, do we need to do some inner child work? Do you need to do an intensive? Now that we know where we're going, I can have that. And now we can move on with it. So it's amazing to just sit here and be like, oh yeah, there's so much overlap in this. And I know it's not just exclusive to these two professions, but it's so cool to see that overlap. And- once we got the concepts and I'm telling you, all it was like a huge stack, like we digitally, but then we got it on paper. It was like so many, like, I'm also using them now as like scraps. Cause I want to preserve the paper, but I will flip it over. And it's so crazy to be like, oh my God, she did actually say that mirror would be right there. I didn't even, because I looked at each page and we were like the feel, but what I love is you had already done it. So sometimes I know as a, as a as a consumer and as a person who's used to people pleasing this is key Mm there will be Mm -hmm. times when I would be like well I don't I wish this was over here but I don't want to say anything because this thought's like she works so hard on these I don't want to mess it up and and what I hear her saying is there's no such thing as messing it up because I've already Mm -hmm. done the whole thing it reminds me of when I used to use this analogy with giving choice Particularly in a parenting relationship, my son would always like he likes candy. Can I have candy and I would say no you can not have candy but you can go to the refrigerator you can get anything you want. And when he was younger, it would always be like anything and I'm like anything you want. Well, how do I know he's not going to pick candy, because I didn't put no candy in there. (laughs) I know what I put in there so he can pick anything he wants and it's going to be something that I don't mind him having that's what I thought of when you were talking about the designs like you can't mess it up and she was never gonna have to go back to the drawing board to start over because I'm like Mm -hmm. I like this better she had already constructed it in a way and they did it was sometimes it's hard to choose because they both evoke the feel that we Mm -hmm. wanted at that point it was just which of these very specific things do you like better? and Mm -hmm. so after the design i mean the concept phase and we were able to go through and what i really appreciated was you know involving my kids it's their spaces i definitely was not going to try to be like there were some things that i liked that the kids were like we like this and i'm just like okay because it's their Mm -hmm. space and then with the common areas we wanted to invite them into the discussion too because these are areas that would be shared so after Mm -hmm. we pick those things That someone told us this about the building process. I would also say this mimics the design process. It's a hurry up and wait game. So there's like all (laughs) this stuff that you do in the beginning. It feels like you're having constant meetings. You're in constant contact. You're making all these decisions. And then there comes a point where, it's just waiting. <laughs> what I appreciated about the process is one of the things up front that Stephanie let us know is like there's different pacing for this. And where people who come to me and be like, you know, you're like my own personal Evangela. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. Um, I appreciate the work that she does. I'm glad that in some ways it's destigmatizing the therapy, but that's not what I do.
1: But I can <laughs> look at,
0: you know, property brothers. And be like, okay, so we're gonna be like seven weeks out because I'm not lying. I've never watched a property brother and they've given a timeline pretty much over seven weeks. It's either six weeks or seven weeks. Really big (laughs) projects get eight weeks. So in your mind, you're like, okay. (laughs) And let me tell y'all, not the case. We started this process in March and our big reveal was a couple of weeks ago, which was in September. And so we're talking about a six month period, but what proceeded after that were some really cool things because, um, when just because you don't see something working and moving doesn't mean it's not. And Mm -hmm. so there are a lot of these things behind the scenes that were going on, but what I personally appreciated is that I didn't have to know every little detail. There is not a single thing that happens with labors of love that I am not intimately aware of. There's not a decision that gets made that I don't have to make. So I appreciated the fact that all these things were going on. I trusted her, but I didn't have to know every nuance and change and all of this different stuff. Some people have said to me after seeing it, like it looks great, but Oh my God, I can't I can't relinquish that much control and da-da-da-da-da. So talk to us a little bit. Cause me, I, I think my family, we were pretty hands-off, not meaning like we didn't care. We cared. We communicated. I think I communicated pretty thoroughly, but for Absolutely. the most part, we were just kind of like, we trust you, boo. Like this is why you are here. Yeah. And if, she, if there was something that like she would ask. But tell us a little bit about maybe the spectrum of people you work with, because I would assume some people are pretty micromanagey, um, mm-hmm. or attempt to be in in their and that's their comfort zone for like what their home is going to be. How's how are mm-hmm. the, how's that different for you?
1: I've worked with both,
0: <laughs>
1: and both experiences have been great and not right. Um, and I think, again, I always tie this back to the beginning, the dating, to say, okay, all right, I've identified that there may be some challenges here. Or I've identified that, you know, they don't like to relinquish control when it comes to picking maybe colors specifically. But when it comes to picking, I don't know, furniture, they're like, yep, we're good. Do do what you do. Um, so I think asking these questions upfront to say how much level of control or how much involvement do you want to have in your project, um, matters. Because I'll tell you what, there's some people that I've dealt with who are like, I need to know what you do every step of the way. And that's just the way I work. And I'm like, okay, yep, here you go. And I've started and I've done that. And they're like, okay, nope, we don't care. Just do what you, <laughs> do whatever. When you're done, let us know. And I'm like, all right, great. And then there's people who have been the opposite, right? Who are like, oh, just do your thing. We don't care. you know. And I come in and it's like, wait, what's going on? Wait a minute. I thought that this was, I thought, and it's like, oh, okay, I see what I'm dealing with here. So for me already being, I'm a very, I identify things very quickly. Like I know people and I'm really good with people, but I think kind of going in and knowing that, okay, this person's going to be more of, um, I'm going to need to do more handholding or like help them out a little bit more versus, Um, you know, this person's going to let me do my my, my job and let me do it, you know, to its capacity. Um, But both clients are great. (laughs) Both experiences have been, you know, good and, and, and challenging. But I will say with your project specifically, I always tell people in business, no matter the field, know who your ideal client is. Who are they? Where are they going to shop? Like, where do they shop? Where would you find them out and about in the world? What do they look like? Do they have kids? Are they an entrepreneur? Like all of these things. So it was beautiful for me. And this experience was like, okay, this is checking the box up front, right? Which is great. But that doesn't mean that that's going to be your ideal client once you get to know them. Um, so it actually worked out beautifully because <laughs> I feel like we're friends now. We are friends now. We are but friends that whole- now that whole process really helped me. And when I tell my clients at a certain point, I'm like, okay, it's going to seem like, like you said, I'm going radio silent or nothing's happening, or there's no movement. See it through with me. Just see it through with me. That's where that trust comes in because not only am I doing these things, it's a financial investment, right? And there are times where you're like, I don't know where my money's going. I don't know why this is so expensive. See it through with me, but I'm an open book. If you have any questions, no, I'll let, you know, I'll stay in touch with you if that's what you need. If not, then fine. But, um, I think both clients are great. Um, but I will say those that really trust you and the process, um, maybe even if it's not from the beginning, but eventually, right. I think that, that, um, that, um, results in a great project in the end. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's both ways, right? I think mm-hmm. as that relationship grows and you start to trust each other, part of that is like, oh, okay, yeah, so I don't need to know everything because I, I trust the decisions that this person is making. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be some things that would be said, just like re- um, not even related. I remember um, picking a hat a sun hat mm-hmm. for my trip. And mm-hmm. it was funny because like I was in the store wearing a mask and I put on these big floppy sun hats and it made me look like a masked ninja from something. And I remember sending Stephanie pictures of it of three different hats and like I'm just laughing at the fact that I look like a cartoon character out here and you know she laughed and then she like texted me back and was like but you know if it matters I love number one and I'm like that's the one I bought see this is how this works because because we have these same sensibilities now what yeah. I will say once we got kind of moving into the design part it it went like drop 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 full-on pour but what yeah. I so appreciated about the process of like finding a contractor to build out our mud space and you know painting the island because I had mismatched um hopes for what the island was going to be and what it was and all this stuff is at no point well let me just say she has more patience with my kids than I think I do sometimes because they are all <laughs> I want to help but can I do it and we had our family pictures taken and one of my daughters is like is it my turn not to be photographed to hold this person's very expensive professional camera and take a picture, I'm like, "Don't you touch that!" <laughs> like,
1: was it holy was it uh, number
0: one or number two? Oh, it was Sky. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, is it it's my turn? Like, here. I want to yeah. do that. So, what I appreciated <laughs> was I, I just some beautiful moments where. Jay and I got to be involved in this process through most of the decision-making. The kids didn't have a lot of decision-making. They're not paying for it. They're not doing this. But when Stephanie would come, I mean, they were putting together furniture using the electric drill. They were painting. They were doing all of these things. You know, she, when one of her very first visits, um, she let them keep her tape measure. And when I say those girls, Took care of that table. Like, this Thank was part do. of Stephanie. Like, oh, Stephanie, they were her little apprentices, which was just so awesome that they felt connected to the experience. It got to the point where it's like, oh, yeah. So here's the door code. Like, Stephanie lives here. She has slept here, especially during the last part of the process. Oh, yeah. But you yeah. <laughs> start spending so much time, you get used to seeing this person, and then you start talking, and you realize this is a relationship right? This is not just a professional. And I will tell you that there, I want to share that there are opportunities to have these kinds of relationships in so many places that I think people do not look. If you've never taken the time, I haven't been able to do it here per se, because it's super early when this happens. But if you haven't taken the time to go out and meet the people who collect your trash and just say good morning or good afternoon, whenever they come, How are you? What is your name? If you are the person who likes to get people gifts around holidays and you haven't thought about the people who collect your trash or who service your lawn or do those things or your hairstyle, I really invite you to do that because now the relationship I have with my hairstylist we are she all up in the mix. My hair is a function is part of my lifestyle. My nails, now y'all, me and Jack don't talk that much, but that's how I like it. But we still super cool, okay? You know, people who do these things, if, if take the opportunity to recognize that there are people, the people who deliver your mail. I remember Jay was super cool with the FedEx dude or was it UPS? I don't remember, but it was one of them. Like you just start to see these people. When we had the twins, when, we, when I was pregnant with the twins and we were getting all these deliveries, it got to a certain point in my pregnancy where the delivery guy would be like, hey, just open the door. I'll bring it in for you because he noticed that I was pregnant. So I just think there's so much full capacity for relationship versus just all these transactions. But in this relationship, Stephanie was there all the time. You know, my neighbors came to recognize Stephanie as the sixth member <laughs> of our family, looking for Hashtag her car, oh, Stephanie's over today, you know, so it got really in depth, and, and it is part of the process that I, I have come to truly adore truly love that, you know, someone starts off as a person transactionally, who's going to provide a service for you and you're going to provide them with money to do the service. And it grows into this relationship that is so beautiful. Um, So what, what's that process like for you on the, on the end of working with people and getting to know them and having this relationship with them? identifying
1: clients that would allow that matters. Um, Just as you were saying that I was thinking about another client that I'm working on their project, still working on their project alongside with yours. And I was like, I know, I know that I'm there often, I'm there almost every day. Um, But when I do come there, you know, we're not, you know, shooting the breeze. And, you know, I'm sure I want to know how your day is and things of that nature. But you know, it was just a little bit different, but I did notice that, like, when I met with that client and we didn't talk about anything that was design related. Let's say I walked in and she's like, "Oh, Stephanie, I love your sunglasses," and I'm like, "Oh, these five dollar things from Target? Like, put them on. Let me see how they look on you. Oh, you like them? You can have them. You know." Um, but I think, I think, essentially, from the from the from the core, it's bringing who I am and inserting myself into your space and your family. Um, if that is an option for the I identify um that's available. And I think just when I met your family, I think when I met you, it was just you, Jay, and your son. And I didn't meet the twins. But then when I met the twins, I'm like, oh my gosh, these girls. And they're at their formidable years, you know, they're at an age where they're starting school and they're forming different relationships. And I know coming off COVID and the um being locked up for a whole year is a little bit different, right? Um, so for them, I was like, okay, this is, this is an opportunity for them. There's not very many black people in this field, especially here in Cincinnati. So just to back out, when you said you were looking for folks, I was like, oh, we're like unicorns, but allowing, you know, your daughters to see that, you know, this is possible. Like not only is she making my space like this, this is how it happens and they can be involved. I'm a patient person when it comes to kids. Um, granted I don't have kids, but hopefully I'm the same with my kids. But I think things like that, like showing them, then they learned what I what I truly loved was when Sky, um, and I don't know what it is with with um, rulers and yardsticks and measuring tapes, but when she would just take, like I told them, I said, when you're using the measuring tape, make sure you don't just let it slap back to the to the thing. You know, you have to do it slowly because you could cut yourself and hurt yourself. And um, I think I let the measuring tape. I was measuring something kind of slap back, but it was a larger one. It was a bit more sturdy, right? And she was like, oh. she was like Stephanie, no, like you can hurt yourself. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and my heart was just like, yes, I know. And I had to explain to her, this is a different one from the mm-hmm. one that you have and all of that. So, you know, and I think with your project too, specifically your children are at ages where they are still growing and transforming. And so I think I told you too, I said, sure, they're five and 11 right now, but I'm thinking of them in these spaces as if they're seven, eight and 13, right? Because uh-huh. it's going to go by quick right so I know I kind of segue off topic but these are things that like going in and understanding even watching your son right because he's very quiet in what he does sometimes too right uh-huh. so I'd go down to his space and I'm like oh he's down here <laughs> you know I didn't even know he was over here at his desk okay you know and then giving him the task of locking the door right I know y'all can use a code I know you guys can do the things but that was his task when I leave hey Manu come lock the door for me uh-huh. you know somebody else wanted to do it I'm like Nope, that's Maudio's job. So keeping them involved in things in the process of like and it's a new space for them. It's they haven't been there for a year. They haven't been there for you know, so just involving them in the in the um the process was um, it was great for me too. I think it was really great for me.
0: It was so great and, and he did, he came to love his task. Oh he's yeah. <laughs> leaving, I gotta go help her. And so I love this. And you know, to kind of round out the story, um, things were acquired and like some things went to a receiving place we never saw it we don't know and there was a ton of stuff that was being stored in our house and i me i did a fantastic job of not peeking now it's Kudos to you car, too <laughs> and and to be clear it's not cuz she was like don't you peek no this is the desire i had I wanted that HGTV style walk in and be like, oh my God, look at my house. And so it, it did, it took patience. It took like some integrity not to go down there and start rummaging through home good bags, you know, that were being stored at my house. But what ended up happening was we had this amazing experience. So, well, technically Jay and I, we left home for about 10 days because we went on our vacation to Cancun. But for a good five days or so, no one was at the house. And so being away and coming in, you know, when I used to watch the HGTV reveals, I used to think they were kind of um, staged because I'm like, it's a big open floor plan. There is no way you didn't (laughs) see that kitchen or no way you didn't see that living room. Let me tell y'all, it ain't fake. There is so much to take in. And you like see this one thing and then your eye goes somewhere else. So it was just these moments of like, oh my goodness, look at this. And then I turn around and I'm like, oh my God, you know, and it was, it was everything that I wanted in the experience of coming in and seeing my home ready to be this functional, gorgeously beautiful place. Um, And it was great that we got some reaction videos from that and my kids reactions when they saw their spaces and just all of these different things was such an amazing experience. And what I appreciated about it, segueing into kind of the self-care aspect of this, the relationship that I have with Stephanie is definitely a bonus of this. But what was self-care about it is I wanted a space to do certain things and look a certain way. And I didn't have capacity to make that happen. I, we recognized that we were tending to our needs by even reaching out to an interior designer in the first place. And so that was so refreshing. It also helped with my tendency to um, get overwhelmed with details, I just realized I don't have to get overwhelmed with details. When something popped in my mind and I went, "Ooh, here's this thing. I knew I could call Stephanie or I could text Stephanie or I could email Stephanie and be like, hey, I just thought of this. Now, to be fair, most of the time she had already thought of it, had already planned it, had already considered it. And so what were these emerging developments for me? She had already like it wasn't new <laughs> for her. But just even remember being like, oh, here's this thing we want to shift that felt pretty late in the project. And it's like, OK, no problem. You know, it wasn't structural or anything. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, we can make that happen. So it was, it was amazing. Stephanie, for you, I want to know, it became a very intense process for you, especially at the end, Mm -hmm. having to like make all this happen in a short period of time. How does Steph, how does Stephanie take care of herself? How does she make sure that her well is full so that she can continue to give to other people?
1: Um, for me, I have to manage expectations um for myself and as much as I can <laughs> for my clients. Um and I think um I think like the only thing that came up, thank goodness, with your project was one chair was missing, right? I mean we got a chair, but it wasn't the chair that we ordered. Um but I think managing expectations, um and that could be of myself, it could be, okay, well, man, I wanted to be at the client side at eight o'clock in the morning, and it's 10 o'clock, you know, for the type of person I am, I'm like, oh, and I've lost two hours, ah, you know, that could set the tone of my day, or I could be like, you know what, there's extra couple of hours that I needed to get ready, or to rest, or to eat breakfast, or, you know, I needed that to be able to be full for, you know, to work on this project, um, and it's something that, trying to. I'm working on, I'm working on, but I think I, through my work and my business, it's allowing me to work on it even more. So one of the things I'll write down in my notebook and my journal was hydrate, 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 hydrate. Cause I knew I would be walking more. I knew I would be going up and down steps. I knew I would be constantly moving and then reminding myself to sit down. <laughs> so there would be times I'm working on your project and I'm like, okay, take, take a minute, sit down go outside, open the back sliding door so no one in the front yard, you don't your uh-huh. neighbor's seat or anything, like take some breathing moments. So that self-care in terms of, as it relates to those projects and things, managing my expectations, knowing that, you know, I'm still a party of one over here for the most part. Um, and then knowing that I have to find some sort of, not even balance, but find what works for my home life and for business. And I find that when I have projects, I'm, I'm busy and things fall to the wayside. And I have learned through therapy, <laughs> through therapy that that is okay. And my, and my surroundings don't have to look a certain way all the time, or I don't have to function this way all the time. And it's okay. That alone has provided me a lot of peace because I'll tell you what, even until today right now, I still have a pile of dirt, plant dirt in my car <laughs> from transporting plants to your house that I'm like. For me to think and look at that and be like, I'll get to it versus, oh my gosh, you haven't cleaned this up yet. (laughs) Manage my expectations. I'll get to it when I get to it. So I think that really, that that self-care has helped. And to be honest, Shana, that's come through therapy and self-work and knowing your boundaries. And, you know, so I knew that Not every client I'll be able to say, hey, you have full access to me. Not everybody has full access to me, right? Mm -hmm. But I knew that you guys were were people who I wouldn't mind having full access to me because you respect my time and you already respect me. So yeah, managing my my expectations and being real with myself Um, because there's times that, you know, I think in my mind things will go one way and they don't and that happens and it happened on your project. And it actually ended up great, <laughs> you know, not that I didn't think it was going to, but like a couple of little blips of like, oh man. And it ended up better than I thought. So
0: Yeah. Well, I love it. Managing expectations is huge. And what I love about your answer, as like I said, this season, we are really focusing on yes, people's labors of love, but how are they sustaining those labors through self tending and self care is you did not name anything external. Not that external self-care is not okay and not that you don't have any, but that your primary way that you take care of yourself to sustain your labor of love is managing expectations. And what you didn't say, but using these words, but what I heard in there is, and embedded in that is a lot of grace and self-compassion that you have to give yourself the grace to be human and just Mm -hmm. the compassion that we are out here doing the best that we can so often. Mm-hmm. And, and that is so good to hear. So what I do now, th- oh, go ahead. When you think of it, God does. Right. Doesn't it, like
1: if he gives me disgrace and, you know, forgives me, like, who am I?
0: <laughs> so I think of it that way too. My Excellent God. point. All what I love um, that you did is part of our, our project was um, professionally photographed. And so like, I can imagine that people are hearing this and like, I want to see, you should want (laughs) to see because I just want to tell y'all I, for the next day, after the reveal, I honestly did wake up almost like Christmas and go downstairs to be like, is it all still here? No lie. It's just this, this, this whole, like I, this is actually my house. It looks like something out of somebody's magazine somewhere. So if you've been listening, you like, I want to see, you should want to see, and we will let you see. So I know when Steph gets the pictures back, um, I'm almost positive. She got some kind of blog cooked up. Oh, yeah, (laughs) that she is going to share so much of the information and the details and the pictures. And so, um, you know, just kind of stay tuned for that. If you are not already, a lot of people were interested in the process. And I say, look, go follow 1215 design designs on Instagram uh at one point I requested it but she was gonna do it anyway I got blocked from her stories because I didn't want to <laughs> accidentally see anything in the house because she's such an amazing she connects with her followers so well I I told her too if I want to know what you're doing today I just go to your Instagram stories <laughs> if I want to know what time she's coming to the house I don't have to bug her and text her and be like what time you coming?" And I go to her Instagram stories because she'll like come and say hey and tell people what she's doing for the day and I'm like oh cool so we blocked me from the stories on all of my Instagram accounts because I didn't want to accidentally see anything but in addition to your Instagram Stephanie if people were listening to this and they are like I just want to know her as a person or I need to get this redesigned or whatever capacity they want to connect with you how can they find you Mm-hmm. So
1: Instagram is, is perfect, but I always tell people if Instagram fell off the face, then how would you, how would you find me, right? Um, come to my website. It's uh, 1215 Design Studio. And 1215, a lot of people ask, is my birthday, December 15th. But um, 12 is spelled out T-W-E-L-V-E, then the number one, and then the number five, Design without an S in studio. Come to my website. There's a lot of things you can poke around and and check out on there. Um but yeah social media, Instagram, um snail mail probably wouldn't work because I got a stack of y'all the four right here that I'm looking at. But yeah, my website or Instagram. Facebook I'm not so much as active on, but I'm doing better um getting on there. But I feel like Instagram and Facebook are connected. So it all works out.
0: Yes. Stephanie it has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast, to talk about our journey. Um, we could talk so much longer about this. Oh, yeah. um, I look forward you know, to coming back and just talking about the personal growth experiences that I've had throughout this process, the building process, the design process. I've learned so much about myself. Um, my littles have showed up in ways they have never shown up before, and I'm learning what they need in that. I've learned, um, some more strengths that I have that I didn't know were there. And I've learned some other areas where I can now see where I need support. And so I look forward in the future to talking about that, but Stephanie, I just want to thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to interview, introduce you to my listeners Mm -hmm. and just thank you for being with me today.
1: Well, thank you for having
0: me. You are welcome. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to my listeners, y'all. It feels so good to be back. I ain't gonna lie. At first I was like, how do I start my podcast? After two months, you know, things just kind of be like, what? But now it's just like riding a bike. And I love, love, love. Uh, being here on the podcast with you all. So thank you for tuning in. I want to give a special shout out to Trey Angel who provides all the music for the Labors of Love podcast and of course my fantastic producer Jay Sug from Instant Classic Media. If you would like to get in touch with me, if you have suggestions for content or for guests, please reach out at the website www.thelaborsoflove.com We are on all the major social media outlets. Do not forget we have the Instagram page specifically for the podcast, the underscore lol underscore pod and head over to youtube and subscribe to our channel if you want to get the therapy thursday videos that come out every single week you all until we meet again be well